and welcome back to the Mindful Student Podcast. Today I'm excited to introduce our guest Emma Hernandez-Moore, who will be starting off our special series on financial foundations. In this first episode, we're providing actionable advice on a topic that's important for everyone, how to budget. Emma's amazing at handling money. By the time she was 24, she paid off £80,000 in student debt. Budgeting was a massive ick topic for me, if I'm honest, but after meeting Emma and having a few sessions together, I feel so much more in control of my finances. So today, let's learn how to build a solid financial foundation together. Thank you for having me, Shannon. I'm excited to be discussing student finance today. Hopefully we will trigger the curiosity of our listeners to want to feel more in control of their money and start building those financial skills that they will use for the rest of their life. Yeah, that sounds incredible. So could you start with explaining what is budgeting in simple terms and why is it important for students? Yes, of course. So a monthly budget is a plan that you write down to determine how you will spend your money each month. Having a budget is very important for building wealth, not just for students, but really for anyone. Understanding how much money is coming in, say via your income, and how much money is going out, your expenses, will allow you to tell how much money you are saving at the end of each month and know how your wealth is growing. This will help you to feel more in control of your finances and decide for yourself whether you are on the right path to accomplish your goals. For students specifically, it is particularly relevant to start developing money skills early on as they are very often involved with student loans. We know this is like a huge problem, especially in the UK. And I can tell you for a fact that receiving money in your checking account almost out of nowhere makes it really easy to spend. But if you only check your student loan balance after you finish uni, you may be shocked at the value that you owe. And that's what happened to me and my partner. So being more aware of your spending will allow you to make wiser choices, like require a smaller loan, for example, or end up with a larger sum of money left over in your savings that you could use to start paying your student loan or for another purpose. Yeah, I really love that bit about wiser choices as well because I think I'm somebody I like to just go with the flow in life and the idea of budgeting to me for many years, I saw it as restriction, but then I realised it's actually freedom because it gives me more choice. So for example, if you're a student and you're getting Ubers everywhere, but actually you don't enjoy spending money on Uber because they're always late and it just makes you feel like low energy, like you're wasting your money. Well, then actually you become aware that you're spending, say, £200 on Uber, but then you can like direct that £200 into maybe £200 into yoga or meditation or an activity that you enjoy spending with friends. So it's actually that freedom to direct your money into areas of your life which are going to bring you more joy. So I love that bit about giving you the power to make wider decisions as well. Yeah, and I mean, I, I see it the same way. For me specifically, I find that spending money going to restaurants in London is like, it's so expensive. 
for the value that I feel I get. I feel like I'd rather spend that money on something else. For me, it might be clothes, or it might go, it might be travel. But as you mentioned, you know, having those priorities for yourself and knowing where you're going to get the most value for your buck. So for any students who are new to budgeting, where should they start? So where to start? Creating a budget can be very easy and you can find many templates online, including at claritycampus.com. This is a budget sheet that I've created and used myself for years now and has helped me when paying down that student loan that you mentioned at the beginning. It includes several categories such as, say, accommodation, supermarket, eating out, shopping, subscriptions, and Shanna's favorite category, giving to others. Giving is an important part of any budget and it really helps us to feel grateful for what we have and to share our generosity with other people. Shannon, did you know that when we give to others, it activates the area of the brain associated with pleasure, social connection, as well as trust? It's incredible, right? It's absolutely incredible. And I think that when I first met you and actually seeing giving as part of my budget really excited me as well, because honestly, you get so much joy and it actually changes your relationship with money slightly because then you see it as this power to to give and help somebody else so if you've never considered doing that as part of your budget definitely include giving somewhere exactly i i highly recommend it indeed so going back to the budget categories this will be key for you to understand where your money is going so that you can decide for yourself whether spending £300 a month on, as we said before, clothes is aligned with your values and your goals. If I ask you now, do you know roughly how much money you're spending on food every month? Would you be able to answer that question? (laughs) And funny enough, I find that most people cannot. Like, they have no idea how much money they're spending every month on food or any other category. That's why tracking your expenses is key and as we say knowledge is power so once we have these categories we can make two columns for each month one will contain the budget which is what you foresee or wish to spend on that category that month and the other column will be for your actual expenses that's where you will sum up all the different payments that you made for each one of these categories throughout the month. This is called expense tracking. And at the end of the month, it will allow you to compare what you intended to spend versus what you ended up spending. I think as well for anybody, if that sounds a little bit too complicated, something that was really actionable for me after a session with Emma was just going onto the notes section of my phone And every time I spend money, if I go out to eat or whatever I spend, I just write it down in the notes section of my phone. And then you can do this like once a week and then transfer all those numbers to the expense tracker, which Emma just spoke about. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I do something very similar as well. So that way is quite practical to do so. So every time I pay for something, I stop. I open my phone, the notes section, and add the value there. And that's so easy because we always have our phones on us. 
So what are five easy budgeting and expense tracking steps that students can follow? Five easy actionable steps would be number one, to find a budgeting and expense tracking template that you like or create one yourself. Number two, adjust the categories to suit your specific lifestyle. Uh, Like as we mentioned before, if you don't have a car, you don't need that category. Or if you spend a lot of money on books, maybe you want to add that category like specifically so you can have more insight in this area. So really make it your own, something that works for you. Third tip would be to make sure you have these two columns and to really have like a budget and then the expense tracking separately. You could always do mainly the expense tracking, but I find having a budget is very useful because it allows you to set an intention for where you want your money to go. And that ties together with the mindfulness of of it all. Yeah, where your intention goes, money and energy will follow. So I love that one about bringing mindfulness into money as well. Exactly, Shannon. And fourthly, for the budget column, you may not know what to write. So I'd highly suggest you start with an estimation of how much you think you will need for that category. And after one or two months of expense tracking, I'm sure you will have a better idea of how much you're really spending in this category. So don't worry if you don't know what number to put in first, just start somewhere. One, two months later, you'll have a much better idea. The fifth one is that budgeting gives you freedom to spend money. I'd say don't overstress about having spent a little bit more than your budget. It happens. Sometimes you spend a little bit more and sometimes you spend a little bit less. If we spend less, it's even better because then we have more savings. Uh, But basically, life is unpredictable, right? And for you, having taken these steps already means that you are on the right path to build wealth moving forward. And I have one bonus tip for you, which is that some bank accounts present you with an overview of your spending. However, I really, really recommend following the previous steps and doing it manually anyways, because it will make you much more aware of your spending, which in the long term will make it much more effective for you developing these financial skills. Yeah, I love that. I think you summarise it really well. So... What are some common mistakes students make when budgeting and how can they avoid them? So some of these common mistakes are not leaving wiggle room in your budget. As we mentioned before, life is unpredictable. So add a little bit of a buffer, make life for yourself a little bit easier. Also, every month is a little bit different, right? Like if summer holidays are coming up, Do you need to account for flight tickets? If it's likely that you'll fly somewhere, is December approaching? Maybe you want to increase your given to others category budget to account for buying gifts for your family. Something else that's important is realizing that your needs and your wants are not the same. So make sure to prioritize your needs and think critically about how many of your wants you can really afford. And finally, another mistake that I would highlight would be not asking for help because managing finances can be overwhelming um, if you have doubts and you don't have the answers to them. So whether it's your friends, your classmates, 
your academic mentors, your financial coach. Looking for these answers is really worth it. And that opened up so much for me as well when I just started to ask like my grandparents for example like how did they save money how did they budget and honestly it's such a good conversation and they'll be excited to share that knowledge with you so ask people that you think are good with money why are they good with money what what is it that they're doing how are they budgeting and yeah it can be quite a nice conversation to have with that family member yeah i love that and also because like money can be such a taboo sometimes mm. and i think having these conversations really helps us bring down that taboo and make money a much more accessible topic uh, by bringing this up. And I think we can only benefit from that, from sharing with each other the the lessons and the knowledge that we've accumulated. Yeah, definitely. I think that's what we're trying to achieve through this podcast series as well, is that financial stress is the number one cause of mental health issues in the UK. So let's remove the guilt, the shame around money and let's start thinking about it in terms of like positive terms and hopefully change our relationships with it. So to round everything up, many students have limited income. How can they make the most of what they have and still save a bit? So cooking at home is key, right? Going out to eat in can be so pricey so I find that bringing a picnic out instead of going to a restaurant can save you a lot of money of course this is something that I do because I mentioned before right to me I feel the value for going out for food is is not really there for the price but it might be something completely different for you it might be that you'd rather go to a thrift store rather than going than buying things new and paying the full price and also that way being more sustainability conscious so there's a lot of different angles to this based on what you really value and what really adds value to your life another option could be looking for free or cheap activities to do in your city of course but also not feeling the pressure to keep up with your friends spending or even mentioning it to them right like hey actually this is a bit out of my budget what if we do it this other way That's a very brave and effective thing to say. And you'd be surprised at how other friends may also be relieved that you voice that as they may also be in a similar situation. Ultimately, you can tell people about your goals and how you are on this financial journey. And I'm sure that they will respect you for it. And you may even inspire them to take ownership of their financial futures as well. That's incredible advice because if you can develop these skills now, guys, during university, can you just imagine you're on the path to financial independence and maybe even one day financial abundance? That's like your birthright and you deserve that. So just thank you so much, Emma, for providing these skills and sharing them. Where can they find you? You are also a financial coach, correct? Correct. I help students with their finances. Uh, by providing actionable advice to empower them to manage their own finances. So you can find me at claritycampus.com where we also provide tutoring and career development services like helping you set up your LinkedIn page or your first CV or we help you with your application letters for uni or your first job. When you reach out, let me know if you found me via this podcast. I'd love to hear from you. 
I have Shannon to thank for having me here today and having such an interesting conversation. Oh, thank you so much, Emma. I really appreciate all the tools that you've given today. And in the meantime, I'm wishing you all health and happiness in your small step in self-development this week.